You're listening to the Law Careers Net podcast, a monthly podcast designed to give you everything you need to know about becoming a lawyer. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Law Careers Net podcast, sponsored by the University of Law. This is your host, Bethany Wren. I hope you've had a good summer and are feeling ready for the upcoming autumn term. If you are going back to university or starting your studies this year, this episode should hopefully provide you with some really useful advice and general good energy to get you started and help you hit the ground running when it comes to pursuing your legal career. I had a chat with Nadine Awusu Ansa, a paralegal and future trainee at Linklaters, and we spoke about her journey to a training contract, how to navigate work experience, including securing paralegal roles, preparing for interviews, processing rejection, and how to make the most of your time at university. Plus, my favourite bit is Nadine's amazing star plus method. It's like the star method, but better. If you want to find out more about what that means, then keep listening. Just quickly before we get into this month's episode though, just a quick note to say that our new season of webinars is launching and we have three to four webinars a month running for the next few months. So if you want to find out about topics such as diversity and inclusion in the legal profession, commercial awareness, or how to succeed in law firm applications, or you want insight into practice areas such as financial services, IP, or tax law, then keep an eye on our social media and the diary page on Law Careers Net, and make sure you register to those webinars. Over to my conversation with Nadine. Hi Nadine, thank you so much for coming on the Law Careers Net podcast. Could you start by telling us who you are and what you do? Hi, Beth. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So, yes, my name's Nadine and my law journey started a while ago. (laughs) So I am a law undergraduate. So I studied law at a non-Russell Group University and I graduated in 2015. And then after that, I hadn't received any training contract offers. So I spent two years working in-house doing some property work. Unfortunately, didn't get any TCs at that point. Um, So I decided to self-fund my LPC and my LLM at BPP, which was great. It was was intense, but it was great. And then after graduating, I then went into private practice this time. And I worked in real estate for about a year, a year and a half. And then thought, okay, full steam ahead with this training contract journey. So I applied, applied, built up my commercial awareness, done all of that stuff, and then got my TC at Linklater to start in March 2022. So it's been a long journey, but it's been worth it. (laughs) Great. And we're really excited to chat today about your kind of journey and for you to share your experiences and advice for for others. Perhaps we could start, you've had some kind of interesting legal work experience and had done a few different roles. So how did you go about getting legal work experience to start with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's funny because I've definitely kind of moved around what type of areas of law I'd be interested in so first it was like criminal then I thought employment then I thought real estate and so work experience definitely was a great way for me to kind of understand what a career in law would look like for me and I think what's important when you want to do work experience is to just kind of network and reach out to people so the first thing I did was work on my CV so I think Whenever you're applying anywhere, they don't know you, obviously. So the CV is the first thing they see. So I think 
when I was able to really put together a good CV, write a covering letter, and then just reach out to law firms. So I reached out to a number of high street firms. And then I started to build up my network on LinkedIn. And I just started to reach out to different lawyers and ask them to work experience. And I felt like that was a good way to go about it. So yeah, I think build your connection, build up your CV, write a good cover letter, and just be open-minded with who you apply to and when you apply. I think that's really good advice because a lot of students kind of struggle to get work experience, but they don't think yeah. about using online networks, but then also maybe um, targeting high street firms and local firms, which maybe be a bit more casual work experience. It wouldn't be the same as perhaps a formal placement, but you can still get really, really good skills absolutely. and experience from that as well. No, absolutely. Because I know, especially when you're in commercial law, your focus is probably like vacation schemes, which obviously is very strict, it's very timetabled. It's one recruitment cycle in the year or maybe three, depending on the law firm you're applying to. But you should definitely make use of any law firm you have on your high street or literally any institution that does any type of legal work. So, for example, I also did a lot of volunteering. So I worked with um, a number of organizations that have like law clinics. I worked at Croydon Law Centre. So just reach out to these places and they really do love having volunteers. So if you just keep your eye on their website and see when something becomes available, I'm sure you'll get something. How can students get paralegal roles? Because I feel like that's very competitive and I know a lot of students struggle, especially if they haven't had any legal work experience. It's really hard to get your foot in the door because often paralegal roles say that you need legal work experience. So how did that work for you? The way I went about paralegal work was very similar to the way I went around you know, legal work experience. So it was definitely for me, it was uh, doing up my CV. So making sure that my relevant education was there, my work experience was there, whether it was law or non-law work experience is always important because as long as you can demonstrate transferable skills that's what they're looking for and then I would write a cover letter so with a lot of these paralegal platforms they don't always request a cover letter but I think it's always good to send a cover letter either via email or via the platform when the cover letter is optional because it sets you apart from every other candidate that is going to apply because if everyone applies just with a CV and you give a CV and a cover letter, you're already one step closer or one step ahead of everyone else. And then I would also say, like I said, I think networking and building connections is so important. And I made a post about this on my own platform because I think people take for granted like the fact that people go above and beyond generally for people that they know and people that they like. And I honestly think that recruitment is the same. When you reach out to recruiters and you have a conversation with them and you speak to them about what it is you're looking for and what work experience you have and how much you're willing to put in, they're more likely to find something for you because now you're not just a name on a document. You're someone they've had a relationship with, someone they can get a vibe from, and it really does go a long way. So I would say definitely email the recruiters if you know who's working on that particular role you're interested in and ask them if they're available for a phone call about the position that you want to apply for. Finally, I would say, as you mentioned, it definitely is hard to get experience when you don't have experience. So I think what has been really good about the pandemic is that a lot of law firms have decided to launch these virtual internships and on websites like um, The Forage. So I think if you do those type of virtual internships, you then also get a bit more exposure to the legal field and then you can add that to your CV. So then they can see, okay, you do understand the type of work that we do. And even if you don't have a physical presence, that is something that we can work with. So yeah, I would say CV, cover letter, build the connections and get any work experience that you can just to build up your CV. And now a short message from our podcast sponsor, the University of Law. 
The University of Law will help you reach your ambitions by delivering an outstanding academic and employment-focused experience, honing key skills in a teaching environment based on real legal practice. As soon as you begin your studies with the University of Law, you'll learn how to think and act like a lawyer. Whether your aspirations are in law or other fields, their courses will balance academic rigour and practical skills, so your career starts from day one. Find out more about studying at the University of Law with the link in the podcast description. What would you say for students who are preparing for an interview, whether that's in person or um, as a lot of interviews are now online, what are your tips for how to do How did you approach for interviews? Is It's really interview season right now. And I think the first and foremost thing you need to do is definitely make sure you've done your research on the firm. Like there are so many amazing platforms that you have Chamber Student, you have lawcareers.net, <laughs> you have um, Lex 100, you have Legal 500, you have so many different platforms that give you information about the firm. And so you definitely want to make sure that going into any interview you have a good understanding about what the firm do who the firm's clients are what are their who are their competitors sorry and what are they doing in the market so I think research is like first and foremost for any interview I then think that it would depend on what type of interview um, you're going into so for example if you have a competency-based interview I think using methods like the STAR method is like really, really key because it's all well and good having the experience. But if you don't know how to communicate that in a structured way, you could get into the interview and feel kind of lost in how you answer certain questions. Um, And so I think the STAR method is really good. And I kind of jazzed it up a little bit. So instead of using just S-T-A-R, I then add an additional R and a plus at the end. So just to break that down really quickly, S is the situation. (laughs) I'll just break it down. So S is still situation, you know, your brief background overview of like, you know, the circumstance, the context. Then T, the task, you know, what were you required to do? Then A, still the action. So what action did you take in response to the question that they're asking you? Then, you know, the scenario. Then R, the result. And so what actually resulted from the action that you took? And I think recruiters tend to really like quantitative results. So like, was there a certain amount you raised or was there a certain grade you received or was there a certain amount of clients you helped? Like they like numbers. So I think if you can incorporate that, that's a great thing to do. And then my twist, the R and the plus. So the second R is reflection. And with reflection, I think it's really important for you to tell the recruiter what you learned from that experience. What is it that you took away from that situation? And what would you do differently? Is there something that you felt like you could have done even better? Um, Because recruiters like to know that you're constantly learning. You're constantly trying to do better and learn more. And I think that reflection part kind of gives them an understanding about what you took away from that experience. And then the plus is the application. So whether you have legal or non-legal work experience, it really is all relevant. It's all about how you communicate what that experience or how that experience will help you as a role as a trainee or as a VAC schema or whatever role you're applying to for that firm. So with that, with the plus, the application is what does that experience mean for them? So, for example, if they ask you a question about teamwork, you could basically just talk about the fact that you understand that it's important to work as a team in a law firm because everyone has their roles, but everyone has to work towards a collective goal, which is meeting the client's needs. Just that extra two sentences changes and elevates your answer times 10. And I think they really appreciate that. And that's the feedback that I received. So your star, but with the plus R and plus the plus at the end um, is a good way to go about any competency interviews. 
I love that so much. I think you need to copyright that because that is <laughs> that is so. I will, good. you know. I will. <laughs> I think it's really good because I I love what you said about being self aware and adding the reflection as well. Because I think when candidates think about what they're going to talk about interview or you know a scenario or whatever, they're like, oh, I have to say how amazing it was, and it has to be something that I hundred percent succeeded in. But actually, we probably don't have many examples like that. You could just as easily talk about something where it didn't go quite right, and you've learned from that and how Absolutely. you're going to. And so, you know, it doesn't have to be 100% positive. You can kind of reflect on it and be like, well, you know, I, I've learned from that, as you said. And then this is what I would take from it and apply it to your law firm or, or to this job. So I think that you're right. That will completely elevate any answer. So I hope everyone's taking notes. because <laughs> <laughs> No, definitely. And what about commercial awareness interviews? What are your tips for those kinds of interviews? Yeah, sure. So I think commercial awareness is such a big thing and it's something I avoided for so many years but I finally got to the stage last year where I felt like I got it so in terms of my tips for commercial awareness interviews I would say firstly you definitely want to pick a news story that is directly relevant to the firm that you're applying for and so what I mean by that is I had a real estate background before I started to apply to more corporate law firms. But what I did is I made sure that instead of going into the interview talking about residential property, I went into the interview talking about more corporate subjects like restructuring and insolvency or merger and acquisition. So I would pick a news story where the firm had worked on an administration or where they'd worked on a merger instead of talking about a news story that was linked to maybe something that I had experience in, but which wasn't directly relevant to the firm. And I felt like that was really important because if I did go in there talking about residential property, they'd probably understand why it was I knew about residential property, given my history. But they'll look at me like, okay, but we don't do any residential property. So why are you applying to us? And I think you definitely want to avoid that type of uncertainty when you're going into interviews. So firstly, you definitely want to pick a commercial news story that has a focus on a particular practice area that the firm does do a lot of work in. Secondly, I would say make sure that any topic you pick, you do understand the context and the situation in which that news story took place. So for example, if you're talking about the fact that a shop has gone into administration, you want to be able to speak confidently about the different factors that would have gone into that happening. So whether it's the death of the high street or whether it's COVID and people buying things online or you want to be able to have a, a general topic about all the situations surrounding that issue because in an interview you do want your, inv- your interview to flow like a conversation so you want to make sure that you're comfortable with the topics around the news story that you're mentioning. Thirdly I would say think about what departments in the firm would be relevant to that news story so for example if you're going to talk about a shop going into administration you want to be able to say okay well I think that this story is particularly relevant to the firm's restructuring and solvency practice, but it's also important for the firm's banking department because they would deal with the financing of the company and the real estate department because they would deal with the shops and the leases and things of that nature. You want to be able to say why that news story is relevant to the law firm as a business. So yeah, you want to think about the departments involved. And then finally, I would say, make sure it's a, it's a news story that you're genuinely interested in. So, for example, when I had my training contract interview, I brought up a new story that maybe a lot of people wouldn't have brought up. So I brought up the takeover of G4S. And I'm not sure people know that company, but it is a security company. And so my interview was 
surprised that I was interested in a security company. But I was able to confidently say, oh no, my brother works for the company. And so I've so I'm very aware of what the company does. And at one point I even wanted to work for the company because they got you into free events. Like I was able to confidently say why that news story interested me. And that also made a big difference in my interviews. So yeah. Those are my four tips for commercial awareness interviews. <laughs> That's so useful. And you're actually getting me to it because I was going to say as well, before you said the last tip, that you have to make sure that you're interested in it. Because I think, obviously, you know, you might not be extremely interested in every like business news story. But if you can find one that you personally connect with, it makes it so much easier to be enthusiastic and interested about it and talk about it in a kind of passionate way, I suppose, at interview. Absolutely. Because I feel like it's easy to fall into the trap of going into the interview and speaking about a news story that's had the biggest headline or that has resulted in the most money for the firm. But if you don't actually have an interest in that area of law or you don't have an interest in that company, it, like you said, it's a lot harder to be enthusiastic and excited and engage in a proper conversation about it because all you really know is the headlines and the snapshot and like, do you know what I mean? Why it's important to the firm, but not why it's important to you. So yeah, I think definitely picking the topic that you're interested in is important. <laughs> we all know that it's competitive to become a lawyer and you know you've had a kind of longer journey perhaps to becoming a trainee than some other people so absolutely I wonder if you, <laughs> <laughs> if you might like to talk a bit about how you've kind of processed rejection and kind of overcome obstacles and challenges on, on your way. Yeah absolutely yeah I'm not gonna I never shy away from it I've definitely had a long journey and I definitely don't wish for anyone to have a journey as long as I did, to be honest, because it's not nice. Like rejections is never nice. But what I will say is it's it's definitely important to, first of all, know that it's OK to be upset. Like, I feel like sometimes I see things where people just expect you to bounce back and just on to the next one. But I feel like especially with law, where we spend so much time on the application process and things like that when we get that rejection, it's hard. And so it's okay to just first take a moment, be upset, allow it to sink in. But then once you've had that initial stage, then to think about, okay, what actually happened in that process? Like, what is it that I felt like I could have done better or I felt like I could have worked on? I think reflection is always really important, regardless of the context. It's always good to reflect on what is currently going on. And so reflect on what you think you could have done better and make a note of it so that when you apply, you have an idea and you remember exactly what it is you wanted to work on for that next recruitment cycle then really working on the feedback that I received and it's honestly so important otherwise you'll keep making the same mistakes like the first two law firms I had training contract rejection from post-application form stage so like at the interview stage with the assessment center stage I honestly can't remember what the feedback was because I was so focused on the emotion of not getting it that I didn't really take in all the feedback that came after that initial we're sorry you didn't get it so I didn't write down the feedback I didn't reflect on it I was just so emotional and like I said emotions they're there but after that you have to be able to reflect and do better going forward so I think definitely look at your feedback and make a list or make a note of what it is you actively want to focus on so for me it was actively focusing on my commercial awareness and making sure I understood what that meant in practice and then also really working on my research for the firm prior to going into an interview so I think that's really important. And then finally, I would say, don't compare yourself to others. Because honestly, comparison culture is like the thief of everyone's joy. And it's sometimes it's, it's unavoidable because you click onto LinkedIn and it's the first thing you see. It's like, oh, I just got my training contract offer and you're sitting there like, I just got another rejection. And it is hard. And so you compare yourself like, oh, do they have as much work experience as I have? Do they go to university? Like you compare yourself to others and think that, you know, you should be a bit further than you are. But you shouldn't. And the reason why I say you shouldn't is because 
everyone's journey in life is different. And as long as you make sure that you learn what you can learn along your journey, you will be 10 times more prepared when you do eventually get that position than you were if you got it earlier and you kind of didn't, you hadn't found your feet. So I think ignore the outside world, definitely stay focused, definitely look inwardly about what you can do. And yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. (laughs) You'll get there. What are you most excited about when you start your training contract? What am I most excited about? Honestly, I love speaking to people. And so I'm actually, during the whole process of applying to links, I spoke to so many people at the firm. And I'm just really excited to actually meet these people in person and work with them and just be what I feel like I'm finally here. <laughs> I'm finally here. After all this time, I finally arrived. Um, and also, I would say, secondly, just really spending time in the practice areas that I'm now really interested in. So like I said, I've been really open-minded about where I feel like I want to end up as a lawyer um, in terms of practice area. And so I'm really excited about just sitting in different seats, understanding more about what that that seat in that area of law entails, and then just doing the best that I can, really. I can't wait to qualify. (laughs) And finally call myself a solicitor. I can't wait. For students who are heading back to uni in the autumn term and they're kind of wondering how to kind of A, make the most of their studies, but also B, I guess, keep kind of progressing within their legal career journey. What are your tips for making the most and maybe even like balancing responsibilities and studies and career stuff as well? Yeah, great question. And good luck to everyone starting the next the next stage of their studies. In terms of my tips, I would say, firstly, as you mentioned, balancing things can be difficult at times when you want to balance your academic stuff with your extracurricular activities, your social life, maybe part-time work. And so I would definitely say firstly that organization is so important. So whether it is that you like making lists or whether it is you like allocating things to specific days, definitely get yourself in a good routine of when it is you like to do things and how it is you like to organize yourself. I think that's first and foremost. I would say secondly, definitely make sure that you attend all of your lectures, your seminars, and you prepare in advance. I think with lectures and seminars, you receive so much information in that one hour's time frame that it's hard to take everything in fresh. Whereas if you go into that lecture, having done the pre-reading, you already have some basic understanding, which you can then build on that understanding in your lecture and seminar. And then if you need to, feel free to reach out to your tutor after lecture and seminar to clarify a point because at the end of the day your your tutors and your lecturers um are there to help you so if there's a point you're not sure on definitely reach out to them via email and just ask them to clarify a point that they've said in the lecture or that has been outlined in pre-reading I think it's important to do that as you go along and not wait to you know your month before the exams to realize that actually that whole topic or that whole section you didn't understand at all because I think for me it's really important that the revision stage is just you revising you want to put the least amount of pressure on yourself as possible so if you've made sure that you understand the work before and you've even consolidated the course as the course has gone along then the revision stage is literally you just revising what it is you've learned and using your own method to make sure that you remember that content for the exam. I would also say that even when it comes to the revision stage, which may feel a long way off now, but even when it comes to revision stage, you definitely want to make sure that you're doing practice questions because the same way you prepare your structure for interviews is the same way you should prepare your structure when you're answering your exam questions. So you definitely want to make sure that you're doing any practice exam papers that you can so that you're prepared for that exam when it comes to that stage. But yeah, other than that, just enjoy it. I would say attend as much 
um, law events as you can if you have the capacity to do so. Like I said, you don't want to put too much on yourself, but definitely get involved where you can. If there's a society that you are interested in and that you feel like will definitely help you develop the skills that law firms are looking for, then do it. Because, for example, I got involved in mooting and debating and public speaking, and I felt like it definitely helped grow my confidence. And then it definitely made me feel as though law was something that I definitely wanted to do because Mooton gave me that little advocacy litigation type of experience. So that was really fun. So yeah, just get involved in that. Uni is a great time to experience and take as much opportunities as possible. So yeah. And then finally, one last point. Finally, obviously you'll have like your law fairs and stuff. I, I would say definitely research any law firm that you're interested in before you go to law fair. That way you can make the best impression whilst they're there at your university. But yeah, my top tips. (laughs) Thank you so much to Nadine for that. I really loved hearing her experiences and advice and her positivity when it comes to getting your dream job. Definitely give the Star Plus method a go when you're preparing for an interview this year and let us know how you get on. That's it for this month's episode. We hope you've enjoyed and we'll see you next time. (music) 